This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. To call the show, dial 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. This is MPB Think Radio. Welcome to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, here today with Wills Couture, IT expert at New Core Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. I hear an echo. And uh, we're hoping to have uh, Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg, here in uh, just a moment. Uh, he was very, very excited about his uh, his uh, hunt for the Red October, if you will, his, uh, his chase for uh, a Nintendo. I almost said Skype because I've been frantically trying to get this Skype situation to work in the studio here. But uh, a Nintendo Switch, and we hope to hear from him. we got news about um, there are... There is a new exploit that has been uh, found and distributed about uh, that is uh, supposed to be able to jailbreak any iPhone. That's a that's a grandiose statement, any iPhone, but uh, that is the word. But uh, until then, and uh, we'd love to hear from you as well, we want to hear anything from you. You got any questions, comments, if you want to talk about uh, anything going on in your tech world, whether it be uh, awesome or ridiculous, what? making your tech world go round. Call us today. 1-877-MPB-RING is the number. That's 1-877-672-7464. Wilts, good morning. How are you? Man, pretty good. How are you doing this morning? Oh, man, not too bad. Not too bad. It is um, kind of, it's it's uh, as our boss, Jason Klein, who hosts uh, Fix It 101 before us, said in a group text to the gang, it's the first day of school for us. We're kind of, we're back in class. And, uh, oh, are y'all back in, everybody back in the office today? Sort of. MPB is kind of doing this uh, staggered scheduling thing, trying to figure out how this works. And, um, you know, God bless the people uh, up at the front of the building for trying to figure out a way to do this. It's like with anything that's had to deal with this uh, pandemic, uh, you know, there's there's not really a script. Uh, there's there's nothing to go by and with previous experience. Yeah. So trying to work your way through this situation and, and be safe and careful, but at the same time be effective, specifically specifically for businesses, is uh, a, really a, a difficult thing to try to tread through. But, uh, yeah, we got everybody, not everybody, but uh, a lot of the radio crew, which we haven't we haven't taken time off. We've been doing these. Sh- well, right, let me say this: we've been doing local shows weekdays, but that's not to say we've spent a lot more time at home than we would have normally. But what's going on with you, man? How's uh, how's everything going? 
Well, I am still at the house. We're still producing at the mill, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm as y'all can tell from me, just I, I walk and talk on the phones. That's why y'all see everything moving behind me on the, on the camera there. But yeah, man, I'm still here. Um, no end in sight. We're still just kind of waiting where that goes. That's, I guess that's the uh, that's the one advantage of IT is yeah, we can be pretty remote. We're pretty easy to do remote, but. Yeah, man, but my, my day started off, I had, a, I had a rough tech morning, well, kind of tech morning this morning. 6.30, awoken to somebody decided to put, start putting some fraudulent charges on my credit card. Oh, no. So, oh, yeah. Oh, we caught them quick, though. I guess they were trying to buy them some plane tickets, and they won't be quite making that flight. So, You know, I... Um... <sighs> I, I've, I have to say, I've been really fortunate that I've I've, I've not been dragged down any of these uh, wild goose chases or rabbit holes that you can get on with these things. Um, <laughs> I, oh I, man, yeah. I, I do remember uh, once the, the one time it happened to um, the account that my wife and I have. Oh boy, I feel like I'm, I'm inviting myself with this. No, but uh, it happened once, and the the, the person who got to our information, I think they used it to uh, buy gas somewhere in Louisiana, drive to Houston, go to a mall, and buy sneakers. So I hope it – I mean, hey. Uh, that sounds like something you would do, Jack. I mean, <laughs> right. I, mean I don't know. That's, that, that just sounds a little suspect. You know what? Evidently, those people it's – old, it's old hat for whoever, whoever hacked our account because, I mean, wait, this is – it must be a Thursday. So we got this yeah. guy's information. You know what? We're going to go to Alexandria and get some gas. We're going to drive down to Houston and go to the big mall, the Galleria, and buy some Air Jordans. And that's that's all I'm feeling today with this hacked info right here. Yeah. I mean, hey, if you're going to go go big, I guess, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, our folks this morning, they decided to start buying stuff on uh, Spirit Airlines, which we don't even have a Spirit Airlines in Mississippi. No. I don't believe they fly into Mississippi. And um, but, you know, and, and luckily, just to kind of like remind everybody out there listening to we caught it while it was still actually a pending charge because, mm. well, for one, my wife is meticulous about checking the account daily. All of our checking, you know, you, know, you can see like in the app, you can see yeah. everything. She just she checks it daily and she caught it first thing this morning. And it was like, boom, knock it right out. But so just, you know, kind of a reminder to all of our listeners out there. Yeah, you got to You got to check. If you're not looking, you won't know. Does and, your wife uh, does your wife keep the ledger? Does she keep that going yes, manually? Yes, thank well, God. I mean, uh, look, man, uh, good on her. I, I don't. Oh yeah. There's not a whole lot of people that. Well, I won't speak for everybody, but there's not a lot of people that do that, or not nearly as much as they did, because of course now you can have that information automated six ways from Sunday. And and granted, yeah. I mean, you might get three different numbers from three different ways that you can check that, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, for her to for to keep that real time number, that's old school right there. Oh yeah, but I mean, it, but it's like uh, I think that is the. Let's see. So far, she's been hit. My son's been hit, and my daughter's been hit. I'm knocking on every piece of wood that I have around here. Man. And, uh, but yeah. So, but in each case, it's been caught like day of because of her. So. You know, kind of give her a little shout out on the radio there. But just also, like, like I said, just remind our listeners, I mean, identity theft is real. It hits every one of us. You got to. But if you're not catching it, it's just going to keep on going. And like I told my son this morning when I was telling him about it, it's like, you know, catching it that soon. Let lets the bank know, hey, this this person's not going to be making their flight. Yeah. <laughs> because we knocked it out like, you know, right there. 
So, so how do I mean? Uh, is there a way that you can prepare, or deflect, or I mean, you talked about your daughter, your son, and 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 y'all's bank account. I mean, is there a way that you can defend that happening, or is it just kind of you know? There, there's a lot you can't. I mean, well, for one. More than likely, if I were to guess how it got compromised, is more than likely a vendor where that card has been used before was mm-hmm. probably compromised. It could have been compromised. They could have been compromised a year ago. You know, we talk about Yahoo. We talk about you know, you, you see it almost all the time. Every vendor, it seems like they're getting hit. Best Buy has been hit. Disney was hit. Just everybody's stealing this information. Somebody probably got the information out there. And there's just millions of credit card information sitting out there. Someone just decided, hey, I'm going to try this one today. Yeah. Um, so. You know, as far as so defensively, your thing is just to, you know, to make sure that you're just checking and you make sure you recognize any charges that are hitting your account, especially those probing ones. They're going to usually put little small ones in that won't really cause a lot of things to go off. Now, you can do things um, to prevent things like opening up new credit accounts and things like that. Like we have freezes placed on our um, credit report. So you cannot open a new account in our name. So if you were to get some of our information and try to open up a new visa. Yeah, I mean, you know, go to your credit reporting agency, say, hey, I want to put a freeze on it. You're not opening one. It's not going to happen. Interesting stuff. They can't do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that is, you know, that's one thing that you can do. Um, that can be kind of a pain in the tail if you're one who is, maybe if you're in the middle, like whenever we uh, recently bought a car, I had to go through the process. Hey, which which credit reporting agency do you use? Okay. I need to unfreeze it because you're not going to be able to run me until I unfreeze it since it's a new account. Um, works fine, you know, with any existing accounts. It's just nothing new is going to happen. So if you're like actively having to use that, that can be kind of a pain. Now, another neat thing you can do. Now, this takes a little bit of utilizing your calendar, remembering. But for free, you can put a free fraud alert on your credit reports. Now, those are usually good. I want to say for like ninety days. And so you have to renew it every ninety days. But what that says is like, hey, if anybody attempts to do anything on this particular credit report contact me at this known information which is your you know your real information yeah those can be done me and you can do that anytime now if you actually have an identity theft incident with the police report that can be done and is good actually for i want to say two years you want to might have to fact check me on that one but i believe but you know so that's some of the preventive things you can do um you know, but unfortunately, there's no way. I mean, we, well, especially now, everyone's doing so much purchasing online. You know, you're really almost, I hate to say it, almost at the mercy of the different vendors to make sure that they're actually securing your information. So at that point, it really becomes a defensive matter where you've really just got to pay attention. And, well, for one, if you're dealing with, an, uh, with another vendor, say if you're buying something online, check that, check that company out. You know, you may not want to go to, uh, oh, Lord, there went Jason. All masked up. Um, but, you know, if you're going to, you know, Billy Bob's Emporium of Stuff online looking for your Nintendo Switch, you know, you may want to be careful putting that credit card information in there, make sure that they check out, make sure that they're doing some of the basic stuff that we talk about. Like, you know, in the address, in the web address, you should see HTTPS with a little uh, padlock symbol up there. Things like that to make sure that maybe nobody is... Uh, you know, make sure that everybody's on the up and up. That little padlock is essentially, basically, it's like your uh, your ID checked that they are who they say they are. Yeah. Uh, another thing, and you hear me and Jeremy have said this quite a bit too, is 
you know, I would not do financial transactions from public internet. So if you're at the, the coffee shop, at a hotel, if you're at somewhere other than your home, I, I'm not going to use my computer. I'm not going to go into a bank app. I'm not going to go into a credit card transaction if I'm not on a trusted network. So that's another thing you can kind of watch out for, just kind of on your defensive area. But um, man, that's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we're, just, we're kind of it's silly, just a lot of diligence. That, that's man. some important stuff you were dealing out right there, uh, Wilts. Yeah, that's fancy. I have uh, my moments. Right uh, now, look, there, there's also a show that airs Tuesday at nine on MPB Think Radio. It's called Money Talks. You get a lot of this type of information there. And if you have questions more about this that you kind of want to, if you want to do a deep dive on that or get more information on stuff like that, you can uh, call, listen, email that show. That's uh, Money Talks Tuesdays at nine on MPB. PB Think Radio. We'll take our first break with here. With Liz Gill, by the way. That's right, with Liz Gill. Yep. We'll take our first Thank break here. <laughs> when we come back, we'll have Alan and Brandon on the phone. We'll have Jeremy in as well for this next segment. And uh, your calls, questions, and a whole lot more. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. MPB Think Radio podcast. Welcome to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Jay White, here today with Wilts Cotrere, IT expert at Newcore Steel and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We want to hear from you today. You got any problems uh, in your uh, tech that's going on? Any questions, comments? Want to share anything awesome, ridiculous, what's making your tech world go round? If you're addicted to a video game like I currently am right now and maybe have played way too much over the last couple of days. Uh, uh, you can call us 877-MPB-RING. That's one 672 I believe we have Jeremy on with us now. Jeremy, before we go to the phones real fast, can you tease us about uh, your, your trekking down, your, as I said earlier, your hunt for the Red October, your, your tracking down of an available-for-purchase Nintendo Switch? Uh, yeah, and before I, before I tell you about that... Uh, Right before we went to the break, Wiltz was talking about uh, legitimate purchases being made online from legitimate websites and whatnot, and he mentioned the Nintendo Switch specifically. So, as you all know, I've been on the search, and one thing that I have found a slew of is really, really cheap Switches available online. You can go to Google, and then you can go to the shopping tab, and you can see they're sitting there right now for $98.75. It's not real. Don't buy it. Don't try it. The website get a good job of looking semi legit. Um, I'll send you guys a link and you can check it out. It's uh, it's pretty it, it's it's interesting, but it's totally a scam. Uh, it's a good looking scam, but it's still a wolf in sheep's clothing. Um, as far as the switch goes, I was able to get my hands on one, and the best way uh, to do that right now is to get a uh, a bundle. So GameStop is uh, sticking one to the scalpers by uh, <laughs> putting bundles on their website, 
So you have to buy like a controller and a game and some extra stuff with it. So they drive the price up there right around, you know, what they're charging on eBay for it, but you get all this extra stuff. So it's disincentivizing them from wanting to target those specifically. So you'll have better luck with a bundle. You'll have to pay a little bit more up front, but you'll have better luck in getting one. Um, I have still been watching uh, the stock come and go uh, this morning. They were in stock for about a minute and a half, I believe. And then they were gone right off of Amazon's website. So um, if uh, if you do want one, uh, the website that I've been using is Stock Informer. And you can go there and you can set up alerts for the one that you want. And then it will set up this really annoying alert whenever it comes in stock. And let me tell you. If it's not one of those bundles, then the bots may have beaten you to it. However, it's not completely glib because uh, yesterday there were some switches that went in stock around 5 o'clock on uh, Amazon's website. And they were in stock for, guys, I will believe it, 10 minutes. <laughs> that's incredible. That's better than two, right? <laughs> It really is. That's that's incredible um, that such a demand has been put on that product. And I guess, I mean, is part of this driven by the fact that we've got, we have all of this mess going on right now, and so production can't be what it would normally be? Or is it just the supply that, for this machine is that great that it's just, it's far beyond whatever the demand is right now, or excuse me, whatever the supply can be right now? Way more users at home that have nothing to do, so they ran out and they bought the uh, gaming console that they felt would match their needs the best. And for most families, that's going to be a Switch. So they disappeared super fast. Uh, Nintendo has been contending with all the COVID nightmare of supply and demand and, and being able to get those supplies to manufacture them. So they're just slowly leaking them out. Um, as far as uh, stores getting them in stock, I haven't seen any of those, but I haven't really been looking because I haven't been going in stores. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I mean, it's going in stores is not, you know, as as easy a thing to do now as it is anyway. And I know part of, even before this pandemic, uh, you know, some of, um, you know, the you know President Trump's administration's interactions with with China and, you know, some of the 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 commercial uh, maneuvers that that he's put on that country already was making were making things interesting for. Um, some of these tech companies who are building their products in Asia. So, I mean, this that this might be like a twofold thing, like a double whammy for those people trying to meet specifically Nintendo in this this case with the Switch, trying to meet that demand. One eight seven seven MPB ring is the number. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Let's go to Alan and Brandon first. Alan, thanks for hanging on. Yeah, hey Jay Wilkes, Jeremy. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, if, if Wilkes said this when he was going over all his financial advice, I apologize. I, I, I got away for a minute while I was making the call in. But I, anybody that's using a credit card regularly, go out. I mean, they all offer these alerts that you can set up on your credit cards, and you know what your buying habits are. And if you don't, if you don't usually spend over X dollars, go in and set up an alert so it'll it'll notify you if a charge gets on your credit card over a certain amount. It's real easy to do, and it's uh, uh, it, it's I mean it, it saved me one time when somebody uh, got my credit card and tried to you know charge something. I mean yeah. Granted, I guess they could always charge low and, and do a lot of stuff, but I mean, uh, uh, that, that's not the normal behavior when people try to steal your information. They, they tend to hit you with, with high stuff, but uh, set that kind of stuff up. It, it's real helpful, and, and like Wilt said, 
check your buying history often. It's so easy to do nowadays. Uh, you, you can put an app on your phone, go out and check this stuff. It takes about five seconds to go through. You can just scan your uh, uh, your buying history and see if anything looks odd, and then follow up if it does. So, uh, just just to, for people. We're all spending a lot more money online, and, and there are things you can do to protect yourself and, and take advantage of them. So thanks. Alan, as always, we appreciate the call to start us off this morning. Yeah, and, and also, uh, banks will, um, depending on which one you use, have they have varying uh, degrees of their own protections depending on the activity in your account. Like I know the, the bank that my wife and I are a part of um, – before I mean, and we might need to revisit this now, but in the past, or when we first opened up our account, um, every time basically we, I mean, we, we kind of don't, we don't travel a whole lot, but um, anytime we went out of state, like the first purchase we would make across state lines, uh, we would get. You know, all, each of us would get like emails and texts and, and calls about all of the, hey, you know, make sure we're making sure that this is you. It's our, you know, our, our fraud protection situation. Did you buy this in Louisiana or did you buy this in Memphis or did you buy this in Alabama, depending on what direction we went? And we would have to, you know, re- reply to a text or, you know, call into a number that was had an automated you know, voice, you know, situation and, and, but you know what, in, in those situations, kind of like, you know, we talk about with, uh, uh, with the, the, uh, the situation that you have to do with Yahoo and the, the, uh, the, the, the two I went totally blank on what they call it now. The, the two factor. Yes. Two factor authentication, authentic, authentication. I think I made up a word right there. Uh, I like that. Authentication. <laughs> right. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm talking like that. I'm a radio host here, folks, ladies and gentlemen, but it's, that's a little bit of a pain, but it's absolutely worth it to go through it. You know, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's a little bit longer to get around the way to where you're trying to go but it's easily worth it. Alan, we appreciate the call this morning. Let's go back to the phones. one mpb ring is the number. That's 877-672-7464. We have Liz in Jackson. Liz, good morning. Good morning, guys, and thanks for the shout-out about Money Talks on MPB Think Radio Tuesdays at 9. Well, hey, there we go. Thank you for calling in. What's going on, Liz? <laughs> well, I am... <sighs> I'm just livid, and I've tried to figure this out on my own, so I couldn't. So now it's I'm throwing it, to, lobbing it to y'all. I have an Android phone. How do I designate the micro SD card as the default storage? Every time I get Google updates, it moves the apps that it can from that micro SD card to internal storage. You know, I Googled how to do it, but on my settings under storage, it does not have a place to designate uh, primary storage or as default storage. Am I just out of luck? Well, um, it's possible that the uh, the card that you, well no actually first let me ask the card works well otherwise right you can save your pictures oh sure it. it's great you know I've only okay. used forty one gigs out of one hundred and nineteen gigs so I've got tons of room there's just no way uh, that I have found to set my SD card as the default sto- default storage on my Android seven point nougat. LG um, K 
something or another uh, K20 plus phone. Um, I can put, you know, when I'm given the option, I can put my apps on external storage and we're great. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as there's an update, it boots it over to internal storage and then I'm full up. Oh, gosh. Okay, so um, I can offer some general advice, but I, I don't know if I'll be able to help with this because there are some apps that just they want to be on your phone storage. Um, and, and depending on the app manufacturer, they can decide whether or not they want to allow you to put it on an SD card. Some of them just won't let you do it. Um, as far as making it the default for everything, I don't I don't think that's going to work. Uh, the one well, thing I, I don't would want to do it for try the is for everything, and I do realize that some it's not an option. But the ones that mm-hmm. do give the option, when it updates, it updates them and moves them to internal storage, and then I just have to go and move them back to uh, external storage. And when I Google this, all it says to do is designate the SD card as default storage. But on my mm-hmm. phone, that doesn't seem to be an option. Right. Somewhere in your settings, it should be there. However, there is always the possibility that the SD card that you have in the phone may not totally be up to snuff. Do you know if it's a Class 10 SD card? You can pull it out. It'll have a little 10 and a circle on it. And that can tell you if it's fully compatible with that phone. It's possible. This is a shot in the dark. But you may be having an issue because it's not totally uh, specced for that phone. Oh, okay. Ten with a circle uh, means I'm good to go? It means that it at least is compatible with the phone, and that would be uh, marked off of our list. And we'll move to the next uh, next part of the flow chart to see uh, what we can do for you. So if you'll check that uh, and follow up with us, we'd, uh, we'd love to help you out with this. Well, I'll send an email. Jay, what's that email address? It is everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, Liz. You know, I've I've had over the years, and it was early on in my Android experiences, so I've kind of... What's the way that I'm trying to put this? I've kind of kept this out of my user experience, but the, the first couple of times I tried to increase my storage with an SD card on an Android phone. It, it was wonky at best. It had trouble recognizing it. Maybe I was buying the wrong ones. Maybe, you know, I, for whatever reason, some half of the time it would recognize it. Half of the time it would not. Um, half of the time it asked me to reformat it. And I know this is just one user's experience, but man, it made it um, to the point where it was not even worth having. It was more trouble than it was worth. So uh, SD cards on Android can be a little temperamental. And what I've noticed, the best practice is to turn the phone completely off, put the SD card in it, and then boot it up, and then format it fresh inside the phone. Hmm. If you try to swap it from one Android phone to another one, you may run into issues. Hmm. So it's always good when you swap devices to give it a good, clean format if, of course, you've backed up all the data on that card beforehand. Interesting. Uh, sort of related. Uh, my my wife, she has an iPhone X, and yesterday or was it the day before? Um, just randomly went into a boot loop, and now she can't. Now she can't get it back. I guess it went into maybe an automatic update, and just 
totally, I mean, it didn't brick it, but it's just stuck in this boot loop. And, you know, I've... I've done uh, the, the Google the diligence. Set? Well, I've, I've done um, every type of you know soft and hard and even factory type resets that you can do from you know her Mac with um, with iTunes and just you know through the regular uh, button pressing mechanisms that they have set up. And I'm not getting anywhere with it. Maybe I'm not doing it right. It's very possible. Okay, but any yeah. recovery so, mode. This is a, this is a great question because first off, um, you know, whenever you run into these kinds of problems on your iPhone, assume the best and that a, a quick reset will fix it. So it's an iPhone 10. So the procedure for doing that is to hit the volume up button, hit the volume down button, and then hold the side button, the power button, until you see the Apple logo. If, of course, it won't get to that point, then you've got to put it in recovery mode. So at that point. If it's not booting, you're going to do that by holding down on the uh, power button as it's plugged up to the computer. You can also turn it off if you can get it to turn off. Uh, you can plug it up to the computer while holding the button. You mm -hmm. continue to hold the button until you see the iTunes logo. Then you run an update through iTunes. Now, this is crucial. If you do not run an update through iTunes and you instead choose to restore the phone, you just wiped everything off of it. Yeah. So, of course, it's your wife's phone. We don't want to do that first. So we want to try the <laughs> update first. It's the most non-abrasive way to save the phone. Now, hopefully, she's got all her stuff backed up to iCloud. But if she doesn't, run the update. And then if that doesn't work, there's another mode that you can put an iPhone in called DFU mode. But let me know if you get to that because I'll tell you how to do that. It's different for every iPhone. Well, I, I say but this. Uh, before I was even brought into the job, <laughs> she did an update. Um, uh -huh. And it updated, I suppose, and that that's it. Did nothing, well, just still, updates, yeah. they, they just go ugly sometimes. Mm -hmm. So uh, for whatever reason, they don't take to the phone. So it helps to just hook it up to... Uh, your computer and then do uh, an update through iTunes just to see if it can, because it's going to actually go to Apple, it's going to download a fresh version of that iOS, and it's going to load it onto that phone from your computer. So everything is fresh. I hear birds. <laughs> oh, I'm outside. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> I decided to take a little, I'm taking the, you know, Everyday Tech, the Nature Trail version of it. Oh, nice. Well, I got a mama Everyday bird Tech Unplugged. Ooh, yeah, very I got good. A mama bird that lives in my porch right here. That's a that's a new album we can sell, make some more money. All right, let's take a <laughs> let's take a time out here. When we come back, we'll have David and Mo Beagle on the phones as soon as we get back. Also, Raylani is in Hattiesburg, Linda is in Memphis. So we'll take your calls and more when we come back. 1-877-672-7464. That's 1877 MPB Ring. This is Everyday Tech on Think Radio. Podcast. 
This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wiltz and Jeremy. I'm Jay. Thanks for listening on this Wednesday morning. You can call us, have a line open, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. We always have more stories and callers than we have time, uh, and it makes me wish I could get all these stories in, including Texas Instruments removing the ability for some of its most popular calculators to run programs written in assembly or C, and hobbyists are not happy. TI has messed with their fan base, and people are mad online about it. But uh, I haven't used a Texas Instruments calculator probably since the ninth grade, 10th grade. We're talking 96, 97. Anyway, y'all didn't need to know that. Let's go to the phones. We have David in Mobile. David, thanks for hanging on for us. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot, uh, but I have a solution to this guy's uh, credit card problem. All right, go ahead. Okay. What I do is I have but one card, and it's a debit card tied to my checking account, okay? And uh, just one card, and it never leaves the house unless I'm making some sort of major purchase or something, okay? And uh, I recharge my checking account from another account. And if anyone robs me, all they get is what's in the checking account. How about that? That's pretty. That's pretty good. Right. When, when did you uh, set that up? Uh, some a few years ago. And that's worked. That's worked well for you. Yeah, I can pay bills from this checking account using the debit card. And the only problem I've really had with that is that some of these uh, you call these places and they don't. Let's just say English is not their natural language. <laughs> okay. Understood. Not uh, not to put the immigrants down or anything like that, but uh, sometimes they're difficult to understand. They probably think the same thing about us. David, I appreciate the call this morning. All right, one eight seven seven MPB ring is the number one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Wills, we need you to do you need you to call in during uh, creature comforts. Just so we yes. can use the the, the, the natural sound oh, from the your phone. Oh, the bird's still going. I can't, I'm not even noticing. I'm just kind of. I had to hit hey, the mute Jay. button. Uh huh. <laughs> I uh, I just wanted to say uh, regarding the last call, um, when we talk about purchases online, we always talk about liability. And when it comes to your bank account, you're always the one that's liable. But if you use a credit card online, you have no liability. There, there, you know, there's there's no liability for fraud whatsoever. So. It's always a good idea to remember, even though if somebody did steal it, uh, somebody's going to – the buck is going to get passed on to you. That's all there is to it. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the phones. We have uh, Raylani in Hattiesburg. Good morning. What's going on? Good morning. I have a question. I have an iPad, and when I go to work uh, mail, it pop, a window pops up and says, enter the password for – I-M-A-P account Comcast. Where do I find mm-hmm. that? And That's going to be I-M-A-P? your... What is I-M-A-P? I-M-A-P, uh, in a nutshell, is a, uh, a protocol that is used to retrieve your email. Um that's that's pretty much all you need to know about it. And if um, if you don't have the right password set up on that, then it can't phone home to that server and validate that you're you, so it will allow you to get your email. So if your Comcast email recently changed, you need to, or if the password recently changed, you need to make sure that you have updated that password on your iPad. All right. I just 
Now, not changed there is one other for a long time. There's one other possibility. You said you haven't changed it in a long in a long time. Yes, I have not changed anything okay. for a long time. There's one other possibility. Um, from time to time, they will um, make some changes on their end, and it will mess up the security settings on your iPad. It's possible that the account needs to be fully removed from your iPad and then re-added. Um, okay. Sometimes it just helps to clear all that out and then just get it to, you know, phone home fresh, so to speak. All right, then. I'll try that. Thank you very much. Enjoy your program. Good to talk to you, Mr. Lonnie. <laughs> Thank you Bye-bye. so much. We appreciate the call from Hattiesburg this morning. IMAP sounds like uh, Apple missed out on an opportunity for their native map app on their phones. and. <laughs> Well, anyway, all right, let's go back to the phones. We have Linda, who's been patiently waiting for us in Memphis. Linda, good morning. Hey, good morning. Well, uh, I was wondering, um, I have a, a question about a smart TV. And I just wondered now, do, do people uh, repair TVs? Or are they just so affordable now that you can just go get another one? I, I have a smart TV that I've been enjoying for about six months. And then all of a sudden, I, I came home from work one morning, and I tried to turn the TV on, and it, it wouldn't turn on. And I, I went to YouTube to, to look at the TV, you know, the, the, the Samsung, and they tell me how, you know, how to reset it. I reset it, but I, I get nothing from it. And I don't, I don't think I had a, we, we had a storm or anything that night, so, I, you know, I know about surges and such. So I'm just wondering, you know, are, are these smart TVs too smart? For the average individual, you know. So I do get this question a lot at my shop. Is it cost effective to fix a TV? And the answer is sometimes. Uh, If you're having a power issue, usually it's cost effective to get somebody to pop the back off of that thing, put you a new power supply in there. That's usually within the, the constraints of being cost effective. It depends on how much you spent on the TV, of course, and how long you've had it. If you've only had your six months and it's already died on you, yours is still covered under warranty and you need to contact your manufacturer to look at getting you a new TV. They're going to want your serial number, your proof of purchase. You need to give them those things and hopefully they will send you a new TV. Now, um, whenever somebody asks me about TVs, pretty much I need to know, is the screen broken? And if the screen is broken, then the answer is no, it is not cost effective to repair. But otherwise, it might be worth it if it's one of the boards that has to be swapped in it. But like I said, in your case, you need to contact Samsung. Will do. And I thank you so much. I really enjoy the program. All right, Linda, we, we appreciate the call. God bless you, too. Yeah, in six months, that's uh, that's early enough. And, it, I mean, number one, it shouldn't be going bad that quickly. Uh, so, yeah, that's – I'm just pleased that we have this show so that we can help people with stuff like that because she could have very well just trashed that TV and gone out and spent hundreds of dollars on another one when, well, really, Samsung owes her a TV, man. Yeah, especially. Yeah, it's only six months in. Yeah, they they basically do unless some unforeseen thing has happened to it. Linda, we appreciate the call uh, from Memphis this morning. Let's go back to the phones before we take our next break. We have Beth in Mobile. Beth, good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, I have a question. I heard y'all talking about Apple, and then oddly, I got a phone call that was coming from a local number um, in Mobile claiming it was Apple and that my my account had been breached. Um, mm. I've always thought that Apple communicated via email, and I was wondering, was that a um, probably a scam? That is most definitely a scam. There's no probably okay. to it. Apple's not going to call you and inform you of any of that information. They have billions of customers. 
and they need to search <laughs> them all. They do not have time to help you with your account. So unless you right. went in and actually reset something on your account, you're totally safe. Now, while okay, we're on the subject of account safety, we always want to talk about two-factor authentication. So if you don't have that set up on your iPhone or iDevice, you need to make sure you do. That way, when someone is trying to access your account, you always get a code for it. Authentication, by the way. Authentication. Yes. yes. <laughs> From a local number. And one thing about the lady who just called about the TVs, I unfortunately had a TV go out about three weeks ago. It was a small 32-inch. I'd probably had it for five years. It also was a Samsung. So I just decided to replace it. But I was unaware that there is a shortage of new TVs. Um, so mm-hmm. that's also a good thing for trying and getting them. I you know, went to Walmart, saw the beautiful display of them, and uh, then they said they had no TVs in stock, and went to another Walmart, went to Best Buy, and no TVs in stock. So another good thing for trying out, uh, definitely her warranty, but she might want to consider looking at repair because it may be a long time, I, I guess, because of coronavirus and imports before new TVs are available to even purchase. Beth, well, we, we appreciate the call from Mobile this morning. Go ahead. The manufacturer would probably be able to uh, shortcut that because we're, we're talking local supplies and they're, you know, global supplies. So they should have a, a TV for her, even if there is demand on TVs. That's that's one shop in one area. That's not necessarily everybody's experience. So they, they should still be able to help her out. I know that at, at my neighborhood Walmart, uh, the TVs have been, especially the smaller TVs, because... I mean the 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 big the the smart TVs in general, um, the flat screen TVs have uh, have become rather affordable as our last caller kind of alluded to. But especially the the smaller versions, which is you know for one of my son's birthdays, we got him a little TV to go in his room, and nah, no nothing, nowhere close. I went to two or three of the area WalMarts around, and yeah, not happening, Captain. Those are all gone. So. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that may uh, inform what you do with your situation as well. Uh, let's go uh, take our last break right here. When we come back, we'll have Gary and Oxford on the lines. You can call us. There's still time. We have some open lines. one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We'll be right back. is an MPB Think Radio podcast. This got me wanting to go play some Contra on the NES. 
Do the up, up, down, down thing at the 30 men. Let's go. All right. 1-877-MPB-RING is the number. 1-877-672-7464. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio with Wiltz and Jeremy. I am Jay, Java producing this morning, and Kevin Farrell answering the phone calls. We have Gary up next in Oxford. Gary, thanks for calling. Good morning. Good morning. Appreciate you taking the call. Yes, sir. Uh, I usually download pictures from my iPhone or from an SD card directly to my computer using the Windows, I think they call it Pictures program now. And they, there used to be an option to delete the pictures off of the iPhone or off of the ID, uh, SD card, and I can't find it anymore. Wondering if you have a suggestion for an easy way to, once you've imported the pictures, to remove them from either the iPhone or the SD card. Hello? Uh, that should be... Uh, Jeremy, I think you're on mute. <laughs> That's yeah, how you talk. Sorry. So when you're using the, uh, the SD card or you're using the iPhone, either way, it does not give you the option to remove them from the source? Correct. Okay. Um, in my experience with that program, it always has. Of course, uh, you, you're running photos in Windows 10. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought the, the uh, picture import usually is like a checkbox, you say, remove. You yeah. Know. I mean, if they've removed they it, then I'm wondering if maybe there's like some file permission stuff that they've changed. I, I don't know. It's just odd that they would take that out of the, uh, the pictures program. I just plug mine up on my Windows 10 on my iPhone, and it gives me that option if I want to remove originals. It's just a checkbox next to it. Yeah. Well, I used okay. to, hmm. to have that. Too. I wonder if a default setting got changed somehow. So what I would do is I would go into settings, and then I would go to apps, and then I would go down and look for the uh, photos app, or is it pictures or photos? I can't remember pictures. what it's called. So you go to that and you'll click on it and then you'll be able to hit modify and you can reinstall that app. See if maybe that brings that option back for you. All right. Sounds like a plan. Thanks for your, All right. for your idea. Gary, we appreciate the call from Oxford this morning. All right, guys. So um, we've got we have a new jailbreak for the iPhone. And this one is uh, reported to be uh, one that will jailbreak across the board any iPhone. It's a vulnerability in Apple's mobile software that's made it possible for hackers to release a new iPhone jailbreak that supposedly works across all iPhones. This is according to the website Motherboard. It's the first time such a jailbreak that works so broadly at launch has surfaced since Apple launched its iOS 10 operating system in 2016. The jailbreak known as Uncover with a zero for the O, so you know it's cool, should work on all iPhones that support iOS 11 and above, according to Tech crunch um apple did not immediately respond to business insiders request for comment uh apple's crackdown on jailbreaking and more recent ios software updates making it far less common uh, the new jailbreak is the result of a zero-day vulnerability found in Apple's iOS software. Uh, the term zero-day refers to a security flaw that's not yet been discovered. Although jailbreaks are usually considered a security risk, the researcher who discovered the iOS vulnerability that makes the new jailbreak possible told Motherboard that Apple's security mechanism 
prisons remained intact. Intact. While the new jailbreak is said to be the first in years to work across all models right away, it's not the first time jailbreaking has returned to the iPhone. Last August, Apple reintroduced a security vulnerability that would make, make jailbreaking possible. Uh, but that jailbreak worked on current and up-to-date iPhones, according to the report, while the new one is said to work across all models. How about that? Let me ask you guys about jailbreaking. I know that was that was some hot business there for a minute to, to jailbreak your phone. As as the phones and apps and technology has come forward over the past, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine years, is it is is it still worth jailbreaking your iPhone at this point? You know, it depends on what your motive is. I mean, if you're trying to run some random app, yeah, sure. But otherwise, I would say no. It's not for the average consumer, nor for our listeners, especially. It is interesting uh, if you are a a third party app, mm, not, not user necessarily, but if you're curious about that stuff. Like, I mean, I, I've I have several uh, third party apps that are uh, on my Android phone that are not in the Google Play Store, and some of those things can be really useful. Of course, uh, Android makes that a lot easier to do than Apple does. But um, if you're if you're interested in those third party apps. That's next to impossible with with Apple unless you have a jailbreak, right? Yes, yes, that's correct. Yeah, my 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 caution to that, and kind of going back to what we talked about before, that's also an open invitation for you to get a malicious app into your iPhone. Yes, I'm I'm always very very cautious about jailbreaking it because once you go away from quote unquote official sources, you don't know what that source code looks like, and they can put now, whatever they want inside of it. Also, jailbreaking does void your warranty, although this uncovered jailbreak is not permanent. So you can reverse it, you can reset the phone, and it won't even look like you did anything to it. That's amazing. That is pretty cool. And if you do an update, that basically covers it back up, right? Or it basically patches it, essentially. Yes. So that's like if you restore it through iTunes, you'll put the original version back on there and they won't even be able to see that you had done anything to it. Yeah. All right. That's interesting stuff. I don't have an iPhone right now, but I was always very intrigued with that stuff. But as uh, Wills mentioned, it can be a slippery slope before you're into some uh, some mess, some murky water there. So advance with caution. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks so much to our callers for calling in this morning. Wilson, Jeremy, great job as always. Java Engineering today. Kevin on the phone. Stay tuned. Coming up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. We will be back here next Wednesday at 10. Hopefully I'll speak English next week much better. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.